Good morning and welcome to Lopes on Movies. My name is Joey Lopes and today I am joined by Kyle. Hello. Hey, and Connor. Hello. What's up, fellas? How we feeling? What's going on today? Kyle, how are you feeling? I'm feeling great. Christmas is almost here. It's sure. a, you know, I guess that's it. That's the only reason to feel great. Yeah, you know, Christmas season. I'm, I'm a big fan of the Christmas season. You know, yeah. I, I kind of have to like, in my, my older age, I feel like I have to force it a little bit. Like, you know, when you're a kid and it's like getting towards Christmas, there's just like kind of this magic feeling in the air the entire oh, yeah. time. Whereas now it's like, I kind of got to force myself to like listen to Christmas music and like, like get myself into the mindset, like the Christmas mindset. But like, you I don't, know, I, I don't I think I've heard any like Christmas songs really because I don't really listen yeah. to the radio much. I, yeah, like so, where do you hear Christmas yeah. music anymore? It's like if you go to maybe the grocery store. I don't know. Maybe, maybe you're like like you just go go out in public places that have music playing. But I have not heard like most of the the standard like Christmas songs, like that Mariah Carey song that everybody always talks about it's like being like ubiquitous and you cannot get away away from it i've not heard it i i heard that today yeah oh did you first time first time isn't there a whole there's a whole bit about like people trying not to hear that song last christmas or something like that's like a a gag that like if you hear the song last christmas then you lose or something oh that sucks (laughs) well then everyone's gonna lose but the mariah carey song would be harder like that one is impossible well that yeah that's the well, somehow I haven't heard it yet, so well, you, fingers you will. crossed. That, you uh, will. Don't, don't, don't worry. How many millions yeah, do you I think she will. makes per year off of that song? I don't want to think about that. Probably way too much. Yeah, that, that just sounds like that just sounds like something I don't want to know. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? Well, just going anyway. into the into the no, well, hold on. You know, it's what? a part of like you got to get a Christmas tree. You put up the decorations. Yeah. It kind of gets you more into yeah. the feel. Like that. Like that's I. That's true. I got a that's real true. tree. You know, the guy oh, smell you? the tree. It, it it does. Oh, that's uh, great. It does help. Helps get into the, you know, the, the spirit, a little bit. I'm sure it does. I'm sure it does. But you know what really gets me into the spirit of the holidays? Watching good movies. Oh. Um, it's a terrible transition. But I will say, at least for like this time of year, um, and th- this year in general, I feel like this has been a pretty great time for movies over the past just like a couple of weeks like month like month and a half there's just been so much stuff to see like there's been stuff that i've missed i mean connor you've gone to the movies like a ridiculous amount over i've the gone, past I've couple gone of quite weeks a bit seen, but like, so I, i'll tell things. you i yeah. i even i've missed things and i've gone like quite a bit like every week uh i i got i'm just gonna say it right now i, I think that this is my favorite year for movies since the parasite irishman uh, yeah, once upon a time in Hollywood year, yeah, what, what, yeah 2019, yeah. yeah. I think I think so. Yeah. No, I I agree. Uh, there's just been so much cool stuff to see. Like I I we're not going to talk about this on the show today, but I just got back from the theater from seeing the new Godzilla movie, Godzilla minus one. That's another which, one. Uh, I didn't even I didn't even know that existed until like a week ago, and I was like, oh oh, there's a new Godzilla movie out. All right, yeah, I'll check that out. And then like everybody's saying it's great. It's like where where'd this come from? You know. And so then you know see that and that yeah it was it was awesome. So it's. Just so much stuff to see. Thanks for the invite, Joey. The funny thing is that I did invite you, and you know that I invited (laughs) you. So you know, let's let's not mislead the listeners here into thinking that I uh, didn't. I would never mislead the listeners. I don't know what you're talking about. (laughs) 
But uh, I mean, I think the other thing that's just cool is that a lot of these movies that have been coming out have, have been from like really big names in in just movie history, right? So like obviously Martin Scorsese with with uh, with Killers of the Flower Moon, but then like we talked about David Fincher the other day with uh, with the Killer. Um, then there's a new Todd Haynes movie out May December, which is on Netflix right now, which I want to see. Um, so just like a lot of like you know auteurs releasing like big movies and like. I don't know. I feel like the movie we're going to talk about today might be somehow the most significant out of like all of them, at least like in terms of it could be the last one <laughs> that we get. Although we've heard that that song and dance before from, <laughs> from this filmmaker. So, uh, but yeah, this uh, we're, we're going to talk about the new Hayao Miyazaki movie, the new Studio Ghibli movie, The Boy and the Heron, which just released here, like I think over this weekend, maybe maybe last weekend. I don't remember exactly. I think it was this weekend. Um, it released in Japan a couple of months ago, and it was interesting because in Japan there was absolutely no marketing at all for this movie except for the one poster and saying when it was coming out. They did not show a single frame from this movie before they dropped it in theaters in Japan which I think is really wild. So people like went to this knowing that it's like potentially the last Hayao Miyazaki movie, um, which is, you know, obviously his last movie, The Wind Rises, was also supposed to be his retirement movie. He comes out of retirement to finish this 10 years later or whatever it is. Um, and he's come out of retirement multiple times in the past. So this this is not new for him, but he is like very old. Like the man's in his 80s um, and certainly very well might not have any more movies in him after this one. Um, so this this could be his last movie, but then again, n- never count him out. Like I think that there was actually like some conversation with a Studio Ghibli producer or something saying that he has more ideas and you know <laughs> wants to keep making stuff, which uh, you know I, I believe it because like the guy clearly just can't stop. He's he's just addicted to making movies. Um, but yeah, this 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 one just kind of like it, it it could very well be the last one, just given how old he is and uh, and all that. So it has it has this kind of weight to it. Um, and yeah, just like I was saying, it's crazy that like the Japanese audience had no idea what it was about going into this. Um, it was picked up by the distributor G Kids, which is just like an anime distributor over here, and they opted, it seems, to do a slightly bigger marketing campaign for it than what happened in Japan. Like we've seen frames from it, we've seen trailers, there were trailers <laughs> for it, and like the they retitled the movie. Like the movie in Japan, I think, was called How Do You Live, which is built from like. Uh, a novel like the movie's not really based on the novel but like it sort of inspired the the idea for it i think in some way so that that's what it was called in in japanese release but here it's called the boy and the heron which is a little bit more descriptive about what the movie is about i guess um Mm -hmm. but still i think like going into this I, i feel like people had a very very little idea what they were in for with uh with this movie and like even like seeing some reviews, like I didn't really read any reviews going in, into this, but like I got the sense that this was a strange one, you know, and like it, it, I don't want to say it had, it's had a divisive reaction among people because I think generally people like it because it's Miyazaki. It's hard not to, you know, hard not to to like something from Studio Ghibli, even if it was bad, just because the the animation and the art design and just the its creativity on display is always going to be completely insane. But this this one, I feel like the response to it has just been very interesting, and I didn't know what to expect. So yeah, we saw this one all all three of us very recently. Yes, 
And uh, yeah, we're, we're going we're gonna to give our thoughts on this one. So Kyle, uh, how about you read us the, the IMDb description here, the little synopsis of it. I, ca- I can't wait the to boy. hear what IMDb says about this movie. <laughs> <laughs> the Boy and the Heron. A young boy named Mahito, yearning for his mother, ventures into a world shared by the living and the dead. There, death comes to an end, and life finds new beginning. A semi-autobiographical fantasy from the mind of Hayao Miyazaki. Uh, directed and written by Hayao Miyazaki. And I'm not going to go into who is in it, because I'm yeah, just going to butcher the names. It doesn't really matter. I mean, we could talk about the English cast a little bit if we wanted to, just because there's some big names in it, but we didn't yeah. see the dub. We saw the sub in theaters. Um, not for any particular reason. It was just like, I would have seen either. I would have been happy seeing either. It was just yeah. the timing worked out better for us to see the sub. Um, but yeah, the dub has some big names like Robert Pattinson playing the the titular Heron, um, and like, I think like Christian Bale, Willem Dafoe. Like there's some pretty pretty big names. Yeah. There. So I'm sure the dub is good. Like, Florence I, Pugh. I, I, yeah, they always yeah. every Studio Ghibli movie has yeah. always had an amazing uh, voice acting cast. Yeah, in, yeah. In, the English dubs are always pretty good. Yeah, of course. But so yeah, who wants I don't to know. give their thoughts first. Hmm? Well, I feel like that uh, that synopsis is a little bit like there's just a little bit to unpack there. The the semi autobiographical <laughs> thing is like kind of true, but kind of misleading. Also, like the the whole like premise of the movie has to do with the kid who is kind of upended from his life in Tokyo during World World War II. Um, him and his dad move out to like the country. His dad, um, the, their mother or his mother passes away in the war. She's she's in like a hospital like it's firebombed and she dies um and the dad remarries or is intending to remarry um the the mother's sister and they move out to the country with the mother's sister and a lot of the early part of the movie is this kind of the weird way of of the main character mahito navigating his new relationship with his quote-unquote new mother um and their relationship being kind of like a little bit strained and like not not entirely sure what how how that's going to work out for him um but I'm pretty sure that Hayao Miyazaki, while his his mother didn't die in the war, he also moved out to the country from Tokyo during World War II um, as like a much younger child. Like he was like very, very young at the time. But that's sort of like, that's probably where that came from, obviously, mm-hmm. since that happened to him as a child. Um, I'm so going to guess most of the stuff in this movie didn't actually happen yeah, to him. Yeah, I was saying, that's, yeah, yeah, for sure. <laughs> yeah. Um, but, but yeah, otherwise, that's I guess that's a pretty good synopsis, but... I mean, I got to be honest, guys. I talked about this movie for a long time with another person after I saw this. I mean, me, me and you saw this together, Kyle. And, mm-hmm. you know, I, when, I, when I came home, I was just in like a, a Discord chat with, with somebody talking about it. He, w- he was not a big fan of it. Um, and as I had this conversation and hearing his objections and me kind of like, thinking about it i kind of came to the realization that i think i loved this movie (laughs) like i was all about it like and and like just thinking about it more is making me like it more and making me more interested in like wanting to see it again just because there's so much going on in it that like i I don't i don't want to say the story is hard to follow because i think that you can just take it at face value and not worry too much about the details Mm -hmm. but there's so much like like meat to it and like so much crazy stuff that it almost like the little details I want to take in more now that I know where it goes so that I can kind of like piece together a little bit more about the, the overall vision for it. Cause like, I definitely don't think that this one is super straightforward. 
in any way whatsoever. Like it's it's definitely not a you know this is like this is Castle in the Sky or Spirited Away, which is these these are movies with pretty clear and obvious narrative arcs about what's going on. Mm-hmm. Um, it's definitely a lot more cerebral than that and strange, and it doesn't give away a lot of like. It'll leave you wondering a little bit about what what it's about, I guess. Um, but I think anybody could go into this and just enjoy the moment to moment filmmaking and just the general, like just the general feel of what's going on because there's so much just fun stuff and great stuff in this story. Well, let's. Um, and, I mean, let's also yeah. add like scary stuff and like horrific kind oh, yeah. of stuff and. I think this is one of the more challenging ones of all of the, I mean, and, you know, the Studio Ghibli ones have gotten kind of creepy and, and strange sometimes, but this one I think pushes that that envelope. But, and I, I do agree with you that I do think that if you're trying to compare it to some of the other works, it's definitely more Howl's Moving Castle than oh yeah than the others as, as yeah. far as like storyline that's uh it's it's definitely it's, cut from the same cloth as Howl's moving castle yeah. in terms of like miyazaki movies for right sure. which is i mean i think that that's like my favorite one and I, I think a lot it's a lot of people's favorite one but it's an one mm-hmm. thing that i think also can describe this one very well like Howl, is that it, it all of the dramatic touch like points and or like the what you're supposed to feel in every section you totally get even if you're not understanding the plot or like exactly Mm -hmm. what's happening or understanding who this character is and why this character is and who they Mm -hmm. you understand like the dramatic tension and every single portion or the feeling that you're supposed to get out of every single Mm -hmm. scene it's uh i mean i i i'm with you i when i when i first watched i was like i think i liked and then the more i kept thinking about it and like think unpacking the the different layers of how it's how it's like a you know i, I guess it's like a 12 year old having to having to learn that he's gonna have a a, a new stepmom who's also his his mm-hmm. aunt like mm-hmm. just dealing with that and that his mother just passes mm-hmm. just dies tragically like this and then mm-hmm. just all of the different areas that this this touches the all, all the grannies that that live there which are like the older ladies <laughs> that are in this like development who <laughs> who are who are there and then you know one of them goes into this this journey with him and then is suddenly youthful and is mm-hmm. in her younger version of herself uh, in this uh this world like the synopsis sort of uh goes into which is like a make-believe world that was started by his his ancestor like uh, you know a few like his great grand or his grandfather mm-hmm. i think it's mm-hmm. or great grandfather something like that it's there's so much there to unpack and it's it's just it's just great yeah for sure i mean so so kyle where were you at because i i when when we left the theater my initial thought after watching it was like i I was definitely trying to like like my brain was just sitting on it but the the immediate reaction was like man those parakeets were great oh well i mean the parakeets (laughs) definitely (laughs) took this took this movie to a whole nother level (laughs) but uh So I went into this completely blind. I only saw the poster. I knew nothing else about this. And I loved this weird, weird movie. Oh, there we <laughs> like, go. <laughs> I, I, don't, I don't know if I should have expected it to be as weird as it was. But the fact that it was, I think, really sold me on this being a mm-hmm. tremendous thing. Mm-hmm. Like, Because I loved every minute of it. In mm-hmm. fact, probably the only stuff I was kind of like... 
I wouldn't even say let down by was like the beginning I felt was a little slow, but then after that, it's just like, mm-hmm. just keeps going. And I loved I, it. The it thing I like, a, the thing I like about the, the early parts of it are that it kind of, I don't want to say it lures you into a false sense of security because you yes. know it's something weird is going to go on. Yeah. But like the thing that I liked about it was how, and I saw somebody mention this as a criticism, which I thought was interesting, where the main character of the movie, um, this this young boy, Mahito, he, he goes to this, this, you know, country, out in the country place that has this kind of kind of mysterious aura about it. And this heron keeps kind of bothering him. And one person that I saw online kind of was like, you know, it's just a little upsetting because I feel like this this character doesn't have any sense of discovery in the movie. Like he doesn't feel like he's awed by anything. And to me, that was something that I thought was really interesting because <laughs> right from the beginning, this kid knows that there's something up with that heron, yeah. and he knows that it's like a demon or something. Like he, it's not like he's wondering like he he's learning about some like some ancient world or something, and like he's awed awestruck or everything. He kind of figures it out very quickly about what's going on and approaches it very matter-of-factly, which I really enjoyed. Um, but you get that even early in the movie because, like, he, he clocks that heron as being a problem, like, very, very quickly and uh, and resolves to do something about it and figure out what's going on. Um, and I, I really appreciate I really like the way he's characterized in the movie because he's a very, like, active protagonist, you know? Oh, yeah. Like, he doesn't feel like a protagonist that's being carted along a journey and just kind of discovering things. Like, he's very, very... He has a mission, you know? Like, he, he's, he knows exactly what he wants when he goes into this fantastic world and, like, how, like what he's trying to do. And I think that's kind of refreshing because you can kind of get a... Like, with this kind of movie, you can get really bogged down with, like the wide-eyed wonder of the kid looking around like, whoa, where am I? What is this place? It's like, nah, 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 nah. He knows what he's there for, and he's he's, he's on a mission. He's going to he's gonna get it done. Yeah. He takes um, everything in stride, and, you know, yeah. not, nothing's, nothing's spooking him. I exactly. really like that, too, but it's also that he's, with the with the long setup from the beginning, you know that he's he's someone that's grieving still. And oh, sure. He's, yeah. he's dealing with this internal struggle, and he's probably could... Uh, it's so easy to venture as a as a person who has this kind of tragedy happen to into despair, and you can see mm-hmm. that he kind of has that 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 in him, but he's trying to fight through it, and it's still going like like being like the act like we were saying the active protagonist to like he's still trying to keep going, and I think that's a lot about what the the movie is about is about like perseverance mm-hmm. and and oh, sure. and uh, that. Uh, you know, I, I don't want without giving much away. I, I do think a big portion of, of the the movie is about like a, a fantasy world, right? That that almost mm-hmm. anything can happen, right? In like or or something like or a reality that that uh, can be kind of created, right? To mm-hmm. however you see fit, and mm-hmm. like the choice of can you stay here where you can just give, design a world exactly how you want it in the way that it would you know just kind of go how you know however really however however you want or you if you don't like that Mm -hmm. you can just change it again or do you Mm -hmm. take on the challenge of existing in the world as it is with all the Mm -hmm. despair and grief and the joy and everything that that happens and you know there's going to be down times bad times and like you just kind of kept to keep pushing through and i Mm -hmm. i think that that's a big portion of the movie which which i thought was sure was uh was so great yeah and the thing that i i love about it is that it doesn't really like there's very little explanation given as for why the, this world he enters is the way it is, but you can get the sense that it it must be that way because the the current caretaker of it 
designed it that way or some somehow it resulted in being the way that it is but it's so strange and so weird and like the the creatures that exist in this world are so bizarre um like th- this is a, a movie with some very very interesting birds oh yeah <laughs> like, to put it like very uh un- as, as unspoilery as possible um but like and I, I just, I just, I love that. I love that we're not like worrying too much about like the logic of why this world is the way it is. You can just kind of presume that, like, like you said, it was basically created by somebody for the most part, um, and it's kind of up to our imagination how it got that way. But this character has to navigate it, and like the rules of this world are very strange and not like not not explained to us directly, even though the characters have to abide by them and like. There's, there's certain things that they do that are like breaking the rules and the, the world doesn't like it when they break the rules and like things kind of go wrong for them. Um, and yeah, it, it just, it, it leaves you one, like there's so much mystery to it that has left a mystery, which I really, really like. Um, I, I, I don't know. It's, it's, it's making me want to see it again, like immediately, even beyond <laughs> just like the fact that it's just an utterly gorgeous movie. Like it's one of the the most beautiful things I've ever seen in a theater, honestly. Like we, we saw it on a very big screen. Mm-hmm. We didn't realize it was an XD screening, but it was. And uh, like the the second they went into the, the fantasy world and it's like this, this beautiful like seascape with the, this very striking colors of the sky contrasting with the, with like the ground and the sea it was just like, I, I, I was like, oh my God, what is this? This is unbelievable. This is so gorgeous. Um, it's, it's, it's a absolutely beautiful piece of work, both, uh, both of the visuals and the music too. Cause of course the music is Joe Hisaishi, who's, you know, like the, the, one of the greatest of all time. And it's a fantastic musical score. I've been listening to it a lot lately. Yeah. I, I, uh, when just, I first got out of theater, great. I wasn't huge on it, but then listening, re-listening to it after I'm, I'm, I'm realizing that it, it's fantastic. And I think part of it is that it's, it's such a, it, it's, there's a lot of, songs in it that are very sad you know and they have this oh, yeah. like very like the feeling kind of washes into you and you while you're watching the visuals and it kind of puts you in like a weird place like some i don't know maybe that's what's what where i was when i saw it but after listening to mm-hmm. it back like it's it's great and I, i'm totally with you i need to to go back and, and watch this movie i'm also i'm also seeing joe hisaishi at uh, madison square garden next year already got tickets oh, nice. and i can't wait to hear very the, nice. like this like this score in there as i'm sure he's going to add it into the oh definitely yeah. into the, oh, for into sure. the performance for sure uh and those yeah. just to go back he's, on those birds those birds were freaky how about i'm just thinking of that scene early mm. on in the movie where he's like i gotta take down this heron and the heron just goes <laughs> flying at him like like you know 60 miles an hour like full yeah, speed, yeah. and he's like not no fear at all is just about to like attack it this it, yep. it's uh um it's it's great it's it's so fun all right kyle what's your favorite creature favorite creature yeah there's so many creatures in this movie so many critters like what's your favorite of them oh man see you shouldn't have to make me pick because there's two that have a special place in my heart sure sure and uh yeah i'll just say them the i think it's just the they just called the wara wara or something yeah the wara wara yeah those little guys they're a treat as soon as like they they showed up, it was like ah, I, I'm home. <laughs> this this is where I want to be right now. <laughs> the Warawara felt very uh, Princess Mononoke, like if yeah, you those little like like forest spirit guys, yeah, similar kind kind of yeah, idea. Actually, <laughs> it, it, this yeah. very few people will understand this reference, but it also felt very 
Dragon Quest Eleven with the oh sure yeah, yeah, yeah. spirit the, the, guys the tackles. yeah yeah. yeah. Yeah, they were great. They, yeah. they 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 were and and beyond just being like neatly designed, I really like the way that they they're animated, especially mm-hmm. like in in their like really big standout scene. Like they're, they're just so beautifully constructed animation in this movie. God, it's, oh, it's yeah. amazing. And then the parakeet king, of course, right, Kyle? Well, the the parakeets are just this monstrosity that you have to love well the thing with the parakeets you should also be afraid of i I just love how like and and i I wouldn't call this a spoiler but like the way that the movie introduces the parakeets is so great because you don't realize just how important they're going to be until like a a little bit after they're first introduced because like you see you see them in this one area and you're like okay these guys are you know dangerous they're they're a threat or whatever Mm -hmm. and then suddenly like (laughs) the rest of the movie they they go from that to being like so central i don't i i don't want to talk too much in detail about just because it's such a like the the whole like last third of this movie is so wonderful (laughs) and awesome (laughs) but it's like it's funny but it's also scary but it's it's there's such such a striking design of, Mm. of those parakeets Oh my god! It, it's it's really like it's a just a gorgeous movie, and just thinking about it just makes me smile. Like there's just so much stuff about it that uh, just that I, I thought was was utterly beautiful and and wonderful. And, and, and uh, speaking and, of the parakeets, like there's just also just some legitimately good humor in this movie too. Oh yeah, absolutely. Like I found yeah. myself like just laugh out loud like multiple <laughs> times. And a lot of it's just like the 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 animation is just so funny and so oh, well yeah. done. Like there's there's like a a bit early on that like has has stuck with me where the heron like like just kind of like very quickly like tunnels into a window. Oh, the yeah. way that, the way that he does it is just like so so silly. But it, like that's there's there's so many like beautiful moments like that. Like it, it's um absolute animation masterclass but then, no and then and you know what's good about that thinking this is why he's such a master like that scene you're talking about after you watch the movie and it, see what the heron's character is actually like it makes perfect sense why he would funnel into that little hole oh like yeah that, like a good oh, yeah, totally like it's it's like perfect <laughs> it's uh yeah yeah yeah, I don't know, guys. I mean, like, Miyazaki is great. I, obviously, I love Miyazaki. And I think there's been, like, for for me, I've I've always felt, like, not hit or miss on him, but, like, his movies are not ones that I've loved like a lot of other people have loved most of the time. Mm-hmm. Like, I like Princess Mononoke. I like Castle in the Sky. I like Spirited Away. Um, but the only, like, Miyazaki movie that I came away from, like, really, really loving was probably The Wind Rises, which was, of course, his previous retirement movie um and of course i love that uh, yeah i like all of them like howl's moving castle whatever. he's obviously a great filmmaker but i i've always felt like his uh his movies have like these weird endings sometimes that feel like almost abrupt and out of nowhere and i used to not like that but now i'm like especially after watching this it occurred to me like you know I'd be upset if he didn't do it because that's kind of his like one of his signature things is the way he ends movies, you know. <laughs> yeah. And like, and and like, I'm not gonna say anything about what the ending of this movie is is like, but I loved it. Like, it's just it just, it just completely worked for me. Like everything that happens at the end of this movie completely worked for me. So yeah, I, I mean, I I got nothing more to say other than I think this is just another 
Like this is a masterpiece. It's great. I loved it. Like I, I, I want to see it again, like as soon as possible, because it really did uh, just completely put a smile on my face. And it's, it's so great to see that this guy is still like, he's still cooking, you know, like he's still got it. He's still got so much to say and so much mm-hmm. like, like energy and creativity and that we can still get these like, incredible 2D animated movies from one of the, the masters of 2D animation, even like now. Like we gotta, we gotta cherish this while we can, guys, because he, <laughs> he won't be around too much longer. Oh, don't like, say this, that, this please. Could be his please last make one. More. Please. Yeah. What a, what a filmography too. Just how many right. winners this guy has. Yeah. Just, gosh. Studio Ghibli is one of those things that I think everybody can just agree on. You know, like if you're a, a Ghibli hater, like what's the matter with you? You know, like are you okay? <laughs> is, is is everything all right? You know? Probably not okay. <laughs> <laughs> Definitely go see this in theaters while you have the chance. Yes. Like it's it's just it it's so interesting and I, I couldn't recommend it enough.